What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another Slab Stocks Live here on the Slab Stocks YouTube channel. My name is Aaron, joined by Nate, and this is our last episode of 2022. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you to anyone that's listening right here live, listening on podcasts later, has joined any episodes of any kind here on YouTube or followed our Instagram content or Daily Slab newsletter throughout this year. Uh, it was a really great year. Obviously, cards kind of did a lot of different things. Some cards went up, a lot of cards went down, but a lot of you all stuck here. Uh, talking to us every single Monday, today's Tuesday, obviously, but uh, every single Monday, and then also reading our newsletter and uh, commenting on Instagram posts, which is awesome to see. So we appreciate all of you a lot and excited for today's episode, which will be the biggest 2023 questions uh, prompted by you all, the audience on uh, Instagram, that is. I had a lot of different questions that came in today uh, to base this stream off of. So Nate, welcome to the last episode of 2022. Hey, oh, quick year, super quick year. Also, um, <laughs> yeah. This camera seems pretty good, actually. I don't think I've ever used the uh, webcam on the uh, Mac, but it's not bad. Nah, you're looking, you're looking prime right now, my guy. That's right. <laughs> um, very excited for today's episode. We already have some people in the chat. Hector and Alexandre, thank you so much for coming. Looks like Alexandre is going to be getting uh, his 2017 top of the class PSA 10 Buffon soon, so congrats on that. And uh, Hector's got a few questions we can dive into later for sure. I uh, might answer a couple of those throughout the stream, but we will see what's up. And if anyone has any questions throughout the stream, feel free to drop them in the chat. And if you're watching the episode too, feel free to drop in the comments of the stream your thoughts and other questions that we had asked to us or other people's questions uh, in the comments as well. It might help uh, get as many thoughts out as possible and also help get more questions answered. Before getting into the questions, just want to uh, highlight the three cards on the podium from PWCC Weekly Auction on Sunday night. Closed on Christmas, but three one of one sold for a lot of money, all over $8,000. Uh, I can't tell if that 2018 Mahomes is on card. Uh, I want to say yes, but it kind of looks like it could be a sticker too with the placement of it. Uh, do you know that, Nate? I don't. Um, well, I know the Maxi's a sticker. I know the other two are on card, yeah. the Griffey and the Trout. Uh, but they all sold for you know around 8.7K to 10.2K, and we asked what was the best bang for the buck, and the Mahomes and Griffey and Trout pretty much uh, tied. Uh, no surprise here. Best quarterback in the NFL pretty much. Uh, one of the coolest dual autos I've ever seen in my life. And then you have a Tyrese Maxey, one of one rookie sticker out of PS. The only Tyrese. rookie. What? The only rookie on the list. Yeah, true. And while it's a cool card, it doesn't, in my opinion, measure up to the other two. But like Nate said, not a, you know, the other two aren't rookies. So uh, it kind of shows you not always uh, the rookie cards get the most action. All right, let's just jump right into the questions for today because there's a good amount of them. And uh, I want to make sure we get all these answered plus ones that come in live during the stream. Uh, Ian w Wilsey asked, how high of a serial number is too insignificant? Does it differ by sport? Uh, Nate, you kind of put a preview image here of the Juan Franco gold. And why don't you lead off, and then I'll go into the next things. Yeah, so I was trying to think of the highest numbered cards I could think of. And outside of Tops Now sets, where they're numbered out of – or 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 the Tops, uh, or, or Tops Project 20 sets, right, that they're numbered drastically – the highest and, I, those are print runs too, not really serial numbered. What do you What do you mean? Like they don't serial number the back of those cards. They, oh, it's, it's just a stated print run. I get you. Okay, so yeah, so they didn't even serial number those. So then, the highest I could think of off the top of my head was the golds from Tops. Can you think of anything higher than two thousand plus? Uh, maybe like a long time ago, they numbered stuff like super high, but like nothing recently that's numbered that high. Normally okay. they just don't number them at that point. <laughs> um, so yeah. So, and, and still gold sell pretty well, all things considered. Now, obviously they're hard to hit. They've got 
millions of tops cards out there and only 2000 of each guy. So they're, they're few and far between for the players you want to hit. Um, but even, even golds have been go- trending down in price to the point where I think people are saying to themselves, it's really not that rare if there's 2000 of them out there, 2000 plus 2022 now, 2023 next year. Um, so on and so forth. I don't know. I also think that maybe out of 999 for the tops Chrome or tops Heritage Chrome ba- um, base Chrome cards are maybe a bit high. So I would I would say like 500 and lower is good for me. But anything higher than that, I'm kind of disinterested in. So a PSA 10 of the Gold Wander number out 2022, not the rookie debut, but the Series One, uh, sold for 490 recently, and we got the Father's Day Blue uh, 50 BGS9 for less than that. And I'd way rather have the Father's Day Blue BGS9 for less than the PSA 10 Gold uh, 2022. Uh, now, for my side of this answer, I looked at this from like a different by sport perspective that Ian brought up. And on the screen here are three different cards, all numbered out of 150. The Shades actually have 149, but close enough. Uh, all relatively numbered out of 150. Wander, uh, not Wander. Ronald Acuna, Blue Refractor, Auto, PSA 10, First Bowman. Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Purple Ice of 149, PSA 10. And then a Kevin DeBray, 2021 Merlin Chrome. Um, that is a Speckle Auto of 150. So the rarity is all the same. Uh, however, the perception is way different. Uh, you got the car on the left, which is the Ronald uh-huh. Acuna, which is like the cream of the crop. Numbered out of 150, um, and it matters a lot. Then you have the Shea, which I would say, yeah, it's numbered in Prism. It's a hobby pull. It still matters, but not as much as like the Acuna does. And then you have the De Bruyne, while a sick card, a nice card, a fun card, um, the market perception is not very high in it compared to, let's say, like one of his sticker rookies or like, a, you know, a numbered out of 25 orange auto. Yeah, Nate. I like what you're doing here, but I would say that if we're comparing them, it would have to be like, a Bowman's best blue. No, so but my point is, my point is, is that the serial number I think is almost irrelevant because it you it's not irrelevant. It depends on the set. It yes, depends it's, on the set. yes, exactly. It's very relevant, but it's irrelevant because it completely depends on the set, and it's hard to just say five hundred or less, one hundred and fifty yeah. or less, two hundred or less because you get the same serial number card, but some matter way more than others, like the Cunha versus the De Bruyne, and then the Shays in the middle. And then you've got a card like the Curry, number out 500 PSA 9 from 2009, Tops Chrome Refractor. Like, out of 500 is a lot when you think of it in the grand scheme of things in today's market. But back then, like, that's a very rare card um, for Curry. It's one of his best cards of all time. It's like a $20,000 card. Um, and there's three t- over three times as many of that as this specific De Bruyne Speckle Auto. So it's all relative to the set, to the card, to the player. And then you've got a Purple Mojo Leaf Metal Jordan Walker Auto, numbered five out of seven. It's a $55 card, but Nate, to you, this card means nothing, even though it's numbered out of seven. You Correct. Know, there's a million other first Bowman Jordan Walkers you'd rather spend $55 on, probably even as much as like uh, some type of refractor number out of 499 or something. Uh, honestly, you know, a base refractor PSA 10 from Bowman Draft is probably more expensive than this, right? Yeah, no, I'm sure it is. Um, and I, I like that you bring that up because I was just solely thinking baseball, like instantly baseball this. So 499 Bowman Chrome um, and and refractors from Topps Chrome and yada, 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 um, or purple out of 299 from Topps Chrome anyways. Um, and so I hadn't even like given a second thought to anything else, but it, it is it is a fair point that there's like if you're a Jordan Walker fan, you want a cheap auto low number. This is a great deal. But for those of us that aren't like Cardinals fans, it's like, I wouldn't, why would I waste $55 on that? I can spend that elsewhere. Like this card doesn't move me at all. Yet I spent 
I think it's like $35 shipped on this Reese James number 49 match use like two color patch or dual patch, two different blue shades. Did Chelsea and win today? We did. We won two nil Mason Mount, huge goal from outside the box, but sadly Reese James got hurt again at the 53rd minute. So it's very bleak. Once again, the future, if he's not healthy, he's the game was completely different. Once he went out, the entire attack runs through him. So if he's injured, we're not going to get champions league. If he comes back in a week or two, we still have a chance. You're still probably not going to get Champions League. No, I think we have a legit chance. We haven't lost a single match when Reese James has played on a Grand Potter. I'm serious. It's It means that much. He's Giannis to Chelsea. He's literally Giannis to Chelsea. Just being honest. <laughs> Lynx uh, says, finally here for live. What's good, fellas? Uh, or actually, what's goody, fellas? Well, lots goody. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> and uh, Mike says, what's up, fellas? I'm not going to explain or I'm not going to say what he says after that. It has to do with the Vikings. Hey. We beat them next week. We beat the Lions, and the Commanders lose a game. We're in the playoffs. I know. I know. I don't, I'm not going to have myself, but I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. If the defense can play like we did in the second half, even a little bit worse, we might be in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but to play like in the first half, we're not in a good spot. And also, I got to say, Nick, for as much as uh, all of us have ragged on Joe Barry this season, you know, who knows what happened with Tua with a concussion, but the adjustments were good. Actually, adjustments mid game, I was blown away. I was blown away. Yeah, well, the, the, okay, the, the Rasul Douglas interception was nice. Baited him into that. The other one was just an overthrow by Tua. I know. And the other one was just Tua not seeing Devondre Campbell. And those two, I'm pretty sure you can you can contribute to the concussion he suffered at the end of the first half. Hey, I, I, I don't disagree with you. All I'm saying is that they didn't even before. Yes, I get that happened in the first half, but there's no points coming up for them in the second, regardless of the interceptions in the last three drives of the game. Uh, Bobby Smith says with the lack of big name rookies coming out in NFL and NBA, what keeps the hobby going? Uh, we can talk about the second part in a little bit, but the first part, uh, lack of big name rookies. So NFL 2022. Yes. The biggest name in NFL 2022 rookie class is crazy enough. The last pick of the entire draft, obviously we're talking about Brock Purdy, which is just wild. Um, it's, it's, I can't even really put that together in my brain. Because normally you have five first-round quarterbacks or three first-round quarterbacks or two first-round quarterbacks drafting the first 15 picks. Obviously, they're commanding a lot of money from the start. His cards blew up, you know, in December, um, late November. And I think for Panini's sake, I mean, it's like, holy cow, they got freaking saved by this name as of now. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they had no marketing tactics for their releases for 2022 football no. at all. And they, they really still shouldn't because, come on, Brock Purdy's going to keep his job next year once Trey Lance is healthy? I doubt it. Well, let's see what happens with them. I mean, you never know. Yeah, you never know, but that would be pretty bold giving the seventh round, the last pick in the draft, the reins when you just spent the third pick a year prior on a guy and you say, ah, kick him to the curb. And you had to trade up for that guy too. (laughs) Um, I I don't disagree with you from this fact of like using him as a selling point. I mean, yes, people are spending crazy amount of money as cards, but there's a chance we look up three, four, five, six months ago and we say, wow, these cards are back down 80% from their peaks. Cause you know, there's random Panini blacks, not even autoed 1450, $1,450 selling for like today of Brock Purdy. Number five, it's Panini black. It's, this is not prism. This is not contenders auto out of five. This is insane. Like, this is insane stuff. Um, and then as for the NBA, you know, biggest rookie for their 2022 class is Paula Bancara. He's kind of proven Nate wrong right now. He's doing pretty well. I always thought he's going to be a solid NBA. What do you say? I said I wasn't a believer. I know. But, hey, I, I get where you're coming from, right? Like, Duke scoring first, kind of bigger guy that doesn't really have a position like Jabari Parker. Like, to, Yeah, to be fair, Jabari Parker uh, colored almost all of that opinion. 
<laughs> exactly. That's why I'm bringing it up. Um, but Bancaro's playing well, and uh, he doesn't have any you know real NBA cards to have released yet. But he did have his Chronicles draft picks come out and a gold optic rookie out of ten. So for six hundred bucks, all I gotta say is, no matter how good Paul Bancaro is in his career, the odds that this thing sells six months, a year, two two years from now for six hundred dollars, it's extremely low. Um, once all the supply comes in the market with the NBA jerseys and everything, it's probably gonna go down a lot. But what I'm trying to say here is that, like, yes, the, the draft classes are clearly weaker, especially in the moment, given that Chet's hurt and not doing anything to get people excited about the NBA class uh, more so than it could be. Uh, and NFL is obvious reasons, lack of offensive talent or just impact players in general, I guess, like quarterbacks mostly. Um, I don't think that that's going to be like – well, I'm trying. this is what I'm trying to say. The, I hope that the product, Nate, is priced accordingly to where the hobby is just going because there's cheaper price – product rip but do we do i think it's gonna happen i don't know i mean if panini walks out you know that's not gonna happen you don't even have to say i don't know you know for a fact panini will go and they will get every dollar they can and they will not care if the top product in the set sells for less than or the top name in the set sells for less than the box price but that's how it should be um it should the 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 product should change as the as the draft class has changed it should um, but Nate, like Nate says, will it, uh, probably unlikely unless, unless they, uh, I guess realize that, um, I think what's just going to keep the hobby going in 2023 is like everything that has up to this point in 2022, obviously there's been a lot of price drops in different cards. Um, the community, the excitement, the hobby, the passion, all that stuff is going to keep the hobby going. A couple of down draft classes isn't going to make the biggest deal in the world. In my opinion, if anything, it'll help you buy better deals on the secondary market. Um, and then on the flip side too. I think, you know, come 2023, when the man named Wemanyama comes into the league, mm-hmm. uh, stuff will get crazy. And Scoot Henderson also. So that's for NBA, at least. And, and NFL's got a lot of quarterbacks coming out next year, too, between Bryce Young and uh, Will Levis or Levi. I don't know how you pronounce his name from Kentucky. What's up, Jason? How you doing? I uh, really appreciate you uh, joining and watching all these daily slabs and enjoying the content. It means a lot. Rage Collectible says, how much farther ahead is Mbappe to Holland now that the World Cup is over. So just purely on the the soccer itself, the football, Mbappe's career is like very far ahead of Holland's from a achievement standpoint because he's obviously won a World Cup. He's appeared in a second final and he's only three goals away from the all-time uh, World Cup scoring uh, t- title. You know, he's three away from Miroslav uh, close on that title. And Holland is not going to reach that unless he drops like 10 goals in the next World Cup and then makes the next one and drops it again. Um, Holland has, is, is obviously going to score the most goals this year in the 2022-2023 cal- in the, in the season as long as he stays healthy. However, the, the whole market for each of them is very – it's confusing. I've got to say it's confusing. Mbappe has a lot more options out there, I'd say, between rookies. Um, that people collect a 2017 select 2017 tops chrome 2016 panini foot 2018 prism world cup there's a lot of mbappe options out there which i think has the individual card prices lower than what they would be if his like supply matched holland holland doesn't have a whole lot out there but he's got you know tops chrome champions league top sapphire champions league bundesliga finest a few other products but not not the same as 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 mbappe uh as you can see the green line is holland that's his refractor psa 10 from bundesliga it's at like four and a half thousand dollars, and the Mbappe is at like one point eight k. There are more sales for Mbappe over this this last six month time frame, 
But I think a lot of that has to do with Mbappe being in the World Cup and people physically going to sell because he's in the World Cup and a lot more people holding their Holland because he's on pace to break the Premier League scoring record. I don't think it has to do with the supply as much for these specific PSA 10s because as you can see here, what happened to my last slide? Oh, maybe I forgot to put it in there. Not as you can see. Um, I'll just tell you. There's well, like a there Mbappe and those guys on it, but it said, does Aaron Rodgers retire on the comment box? Oh, did you delete it then? Yeah, I must have just forgot to delete the comment box. Either way, um, my point here is that you look at this, Nate, and you probably say to me, well, Aaron, there's probably like 40 PSA 10 Holland refractors. Like that's how it's over two times as much as the Mbappe. There's not. There's 125 Holland refractor Bundesliga PSA 10s, and there's 150 Champions League Mbappe refractor PSA 10s. So it's very confusing. Mbappe has dropped 53% in the year and uh, or in the last six months, and Holland's up 38%. Uh, obviously his start to the Premier League season helped a ton, as you can see by the huge spike. But like it's it's confusing. Also in no doubt. playing in Champions League. So is Mbappe though. No, I know, but Holland had a fast start to that too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. But so is Mbappe. Mbappe's tied with him for most goals in Champions League right okay. now, I think, for this season. E- uh, either way, I just think it's intriguing. I think if you want to collect Mbappe, it's a great time to look. I do think playing in League One, though, hurts because if Mbappe scored 10 goals in League One, which he's close to, I think, throughout the start of the season, it does not mean nearly as much as if he scored 10 goals in the Premier League. So he does need to move here eventually, I think, to get the mad respect that Holland has, even though he's doing it in the World Cup. Um, it's just Mbappe is clearly a, a more versatile player than Holland, but Holland's finishing ability is absolutely insane. He scored a goal the other day in the uh, EFL uh, game against Liverpool, and he just like finishes everything. All of it goes in the back of the – it's insane. All right, Nate, you take Aaron Rodgers here. All right, so Dave says, does Aaron Rodgers retire? <clears throat> I will I will draw you over your eyes to the bottom right corner where it says yearly cash, $59,515,000. That is what he will be getting next year in 2023. Um, I'm, no, I'm no petting man, but I would say if I were a professional athlete and I was about to make $59 million in one year, I would probably hang on for at least one more year, you know, um, especially with what the Packers have shown at the end of this season in which uh, the offense has been clicking a little bit better. Rodgers has looked old and, and he's got the thumb issue and stuff. And I wish they would have just taken some time to let it heal because I doubt it's healed yet. Um, but I imagine if he's sitting there and he's saying, I can get another $59 million in my bank account next year, play with these young wide receivers that are playing better, offensive line that's healthy and take one last shot at it, especially if they don't make the playoffs this year and it ends up being, you know, somewhat of a disappointing year. I don't think he'd want to end on that. Now, if they somehow get to the playoffs and then make the Super Bowl, that might be a different story. So I was going to ask you that. Now, dream scenario as a Packer fan is like, run the table. We're going into it just like 2010. Worst seed in the NFC. Win the Super Bowl. Does he call it quits right there? I'd say yes. What else does he have to do? He wins that second Super Bowl. He, he can invest his money however he wants. He's got plenty of money. Yeah, I would I would think I would think he would, but um if as we've learned, it's it's Im- almost impossible to figure out what in the world Aaron Rodgers is thinking at any moment ever. So I mean you could ask many Packers fans, and I think all of us would have said that he was not wanting to come back at all at the end of last season. Then boom on the blue, it's like no Devontae Adams, but guess what? Devontae Adams doesn't matter. I'm still coming back. I, yep. I thought for sure that'd be the nail in the coffin. Yep. Um, for his card prices here, so it's not been a good year if you bought Aaron Rodgers cards before this season or uh, any time 
before this season other than like maybe 10 years ago or five years ago. But his 2005 Bowman Chrome rookie auto of 199 a nice card of his for sure. Raw sold for $3,250 September 7th, most recently $1,800 December 26th. Uh, quite the drop-off in his cards. Now, if you, if you like buying quarterbacks, you can make up for your money if it's worth buying the dip on that. I'm not going to comment on that. Um, but we'll see what happens. The Seems rest like of an season. interesting opportunity. It's I mean, interesting. I don't it's know, interesting. I don't know what he can do. Like he'd have to win a Super Bowl, and I don't know if you can win a Super Bowl with how this Packers team is currently built, especially because their their salary cap situation is terrible next year. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you know you add stats. You're not going to catch Tom Brady, but maybe you can become you know second, third most touchdowns in NFL history. Yada yada yada. Least amount of touch or most touchdowns, the least amount of interceptions in the NFL history, and go from there. And yeah, never know. But uh, got a few comments here. One from Hector with the previous question. So Holland will score more goals, but Mbappe gets more accolades. What makes price go higher, Hector? I think there's a great uh, current example we can look at, and I'm not saying these two ballers are going to be like Messi and Ronaldo when it's all said and done, but at least our profiles are pretty similar. Um, Mbappe is much more similar to Messi in, in play style and in accolades. Obviously, Mbappe got his World Cup at 18 versus Messi at 35. But um, they're sim- you can compare them in a little bit of a sense. And then Holland is very similar to Ronaldo, at least towards the middle of the end of his career, where he's scoring a lot of goals, um, not playing in the same way that Messi and Mbappe are and doesn't win a World Cup because Holland to win a World Cup would be an absolute miracle. There's only been eight nations that ever won a World Cup, all of them very dominant. And none of them named Norway. So uh, I think it's pretty comparable there. I do think that Mbappe, once all said and done, you'll look at his values and they'll be higher. But I think that there's going to be a very big stretch here in the next couple of years. If Holland's putting in like 50 goals of Premier League season, that's going to be crazy as Mark. And Norway will most likely make the World Cup with the expansion in 2026. So that'll be exciting to see as well. Cool. Does Nate shave his beard completely at any point? And uh, we got the Michael Scott gift there. Nope. Don't like that. <laughs> Dave asked uh, that question. I just asked my niece today if I should shave my beard. And, and she said, she said? Mm, no. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, uh, if you have both my wife saying, no, that's a terrible idea, and my parents saying that's a terrible idea, and you would probably say that's a terrible idea. I don't need that beardless face on our videos. <laughs> even my niece that doesn't even remember what I look like without a beard saying I shouldn't shave my beard, it's probably a sign that I should never remove this facial hair from my face. Well, she probably thinks you're Santa, so there's that. <laughs> I should dye. I should dye it white for for uh, you Christmas. You should. Pokey Rev did that. Um, the guy live streams all the Pokemon breaks and stuff. I watched a video of his last night. And he had like a Santa suit on his beard, pretty similar to yours. Was dyed white. It's kind of cool or silver. Um, upstate sports cards. When will people use a rational mindset when buying non-proven players? The question is, when will that happen? Uh, I think it's going to take at least another year or two until people really. This is the really... most insane thing I've ever seen. Yeah. So, so this was a fun one this morning that I, that I posted. I found this. I don't know. I, I, I just, you know, Jokic has been playing so unbelievably well, which is a Giannis fan. It's hard to watch that keep on happening, knowing that third MVP could come. Giannis hasn't been doing this great right now. Either way, it led me to start to look up some Jokic recent sales on uh, on Carlotta Pro. And then I was like, you know, I know that the biggest Jokic sale of all time really isn't that big compared to other players. Like, you know, Giannis and, and uh, Tatum and all these other guys have had multi-hundred thousand dollar sales, uh, millions for Giannis and LeBron. 
But Jokic's all-time high sale is $61,200. So I said, it's pretty – I think that there's probably like a Jalen Green or someone recent that's Carter sold for more. Lo and behold, Jalen Green's all-time high sale is actually the exact same amount, $61,200. These are both public sales. I got to say there's a good chance that the Jokic prison black one-of-one one that sold privately or is traded privately um, to Chris from Carlisle. That was probably a higher sale, I'm assuming, than this National Treasures non-patch auto. But publicly, these are the two highest sales. Now, they happen a year and a half apart. But to see a Jalen Green Nebula Prism one of one, which while Nebulas are cool, they're not that cool to make that card sixty one grand uh, compared to Jokic and a hot market, a hot market. June twenty twenty one cards were hot. Um, no matter how well Jokic has played, I still don't feel like this would sell for as much now in open auctions. And you got to remember he he'd won an MVP by this point already, right? Oh yeah, he has. He was coming off you know his best season of his career at that point. Um, and that well, maybe he was close to being named MVP. I don't know if he had been named MVP yet. Hmm. Either and way, still the best season of his career. Yeah, named another MVP afterwards. It's just, it's, there's people that swear by Jalen Green. He's going to be the best player of the last, like, 15 years, yada, yada, yada. Uh, When it's all said and done, he's going to be one of the all-time greats. I don't understand why. I'm not going to get into it. Um, That being said, what he has shown early is not somebody I'd want to spend 61000 on for the sake of, you get you got a little glitchy at me there, but you said spending sixty one thousand dollars on the sake of something something. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, spending sixty one thousand on him on Jalen Green because I think he might become Kobe fifteen years down the line when he hasn't shown Kobe or you know not 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 showing Kobe tendencies, but. What he's doing, it's it's well, what have you done for me lately? And what he's done for us lately is not anywhere near Kobe level. The only reason why this happened is because of what Hector said. Big men don't sell exciting guards do. Long history of this. And Skydiff yeah. says, agreed, look at Cat. Now, what I will say is that Jalen Green can be exciting. The guy's got a ridiculous vertical. I looked and I saw the stat right before this live stream, Nate. Players from the 2021 draft, most of them have three or less games of 30 or more points. He has 14 games through his career so far of 30 or more points. He is a very boomer bust player. He might drop 11 one night. He mm-hmm. might drop 40 the next night. Who does that remind mm-hmm. you of? Kobe. Now, I'm not saying he will be Kobe. I'm not saying that at all. But people do like the boomer bust thing versus just Jokic goes out there every single night, not going to dunk on a guy and jump 50 inches in the air. But but he'll do – he'll just – one of amazing performances every night, and it's just not as exciting. I guess it just doesn't translate as much to sales. I still yeah. think it's crazy. I still think it's nuts. But are he we has good? Eleven games of sixteen or less points this year. He has six games of thirty or more points this year. I mean, he's he's been he's been good. He's been good. Yeah. It's just it's just. You know, it's he's, aver- it's he's averaging 21 points, yada, yada, yada. But still, it's 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 so bold. It's so and he bold. is under it's 21 so for me. He is under 21, but remember, Anthony Edwards also was under 21, and people are spending a lot of money in his market, and it's dropped a lot. Yeah. Um, P. Williams says, will 2023 be the year we see game-worn stuff gain value and Walmart patch cards liquidated? So what you see on the left there is a game-worn flawless RPA number at 25. BGS 9.5 of Luka Doncic that sold in the de- uh, December de- PWCC premier auction for $60,000. Now, if you look on the right there, that is the NTRPA of 99 with a worse patch, Nate. 
in my opinion. You got the eight there. There's no eight on Luca's jersey. It's not game worn. Really? Um, what? I said really. Yeah, there's no eight. I can confirm that. <laughs> um, but it's the same grade. It's the same grade, and it actually has worse subgrades too. Uh, for those that care about that. Uh, and so for a hundred thousand dollars more, and that jersey, for all we know, is you know from Dick's Sporting Goods and thrown on Luca at the rookie premiere, ripped off him, and then cut up and put in his card. Uh, I think that price difference is astronomically crazy. No matter how much lineage there is with 2009 NTRPAs of Curry selling for a million dollars, five hundred thousand dollars, I just can't. I just can't get past a patch like that in a card, super ugly, 168 grand versus sixty thousand dollars for a flawless game worn. Um, I kind of thought by now it already switched the the trend, but it hasn't. Obviously, it's just happened in December. Do you think if they made the patch window bigger on the flawless card? that it would be more expensive. I mean, there's a chance it would be, but honestly, it's big enough to have a cool patch and you see a five color or three color five break patch there. I agree. I'm just I'm just wondering, you know, obviously you have the uh history national yeah. treasures that you brought up, but I wonder. I sometimes I wonder like immaculate trash tiny window patches. I like it. Nate thinks it's trash. <laughs> Um, we have a comment here from Hector. I think Fanatics will bring back game-worn patches. Uh, they pretty much own that market, which is true. Fanatics has a lot of access to game-worn memorabilia and different memorabilia. They have so many different memorabilia contracts that it could be good for cards. Go ahead, Nate. I wonder if Fanatics will work out a deal where they make two jerseys per player per game, get them to change at halftime so that they can get two game-worn jerseys. They Or that's, even... That's- I think a lot of players do end up wearing multiple jerseys per game in some aspects. Um, I don't know how to be fact, but I feel like that just happens. Um, or I've heard of that happening before. But either way, that'd be a good idea. Any way to get more game-worn patches, even the releases like Select, is, is good. Uh, Robbie says Immaculate is not at that level with NT and Floss or even Impeccable. In my opinion, Robbie, I'd say Immaculate's above Impeccable because of the long-term uh, history of Immaculate versus Impeccable. But I can understand why people like Impeccable because I love it. I mean, I love my Mason Mount RPA from that set. Uh, it's an absolutely beautiful set. Dave says, does Wax finally drop to pre-2020 levels? And they got a crazy example here, Nate. Why don't you talk this one through really quick? This is my favorite thing I think I've ever found in my entire life. Also makes me very sad because I bought a lot of Topps Chrome boxes, ripped them all, and barely broke even after grading and holding for years. <laughs> um, and this was in the height of selling in the hot card market like singles like Vlagro yeah. junior tops chrome psa 10 type of thing yes um but back in february 28 2019 the first thing i could find on card ladder was a pre-sell case of hobby jumbo for 930 dollars. that's 930 dollars for eight boxes the last offer for a jumbo bo- or a jumbo box was 900 dollars. so in three years almost four years at this point, which is insane. You could have even bought eight boxes for the price you could buy one four years later. No, we have to remember that there's there's reasons like why that box is $900. No, now. I know, I know. But Le- if you, Less supply, amazing rookie class. Yes, yes, I get it, I get it. But there's, it's still crazy. It, but it's just one of those things where do we think Wax is going to drop to pre-2020 levels considering you could have got a full case of Jumbo Hobby, which would have given you 40 autos? Um, for 930 bucks with with premium, yeah, they hadn't played in the MLB as of yet, or they had just half a year. But Fernando Tatis, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Eloy Jimenez, 
Pete Alonso were all premium prospects. Right? Yeah. $930. Like you'll you're never we're just never gonna see that again. And, and I would just take a different take on this too from what Dave said is that Dave could have meant more so like hey that when they release like from manufacturer from different retailers, you know, versus looking at like a secondary market sale of no, and, and I'm like, not I'm not really using this as a I'm not I'm using I get this what, as like a as a exclamation point, but not like I'm not saying that their boxes are gonna because this is solely nine hundred dollars that these other boxes aren't gonna be it. I'm just saying that look how ridiculously cheap this is. It's just yeah. funny that it's compared to this. It will never be you can get a box of jumbo hobby for a hundred and um, twenty bucks or whatever. And you also have to consider the consider the overall print run amount of boxes available because we have seen top Chrome hobby boxes drop in price a lot, like for baseball. But there's so much more of a made now that you can't like like this box. Like Nate said, like jumbo hobby boxes of tops Chrome. If it was a print in the same capacity, we never release really one hundred and thirty dollars again type of deal. Like I totally get what Nate's saying. Um, I also understand why Dave asked that question because when you see some singles. Um, go back in price to like pre twenty twenty. In some cases, you kind of be like, "Oh, well, shouldn't the wax?" And uh, yeah, it's hard because there's so many different print runs and all the different stuff. We'll see. I think that we will see some more realistic wax prices coming in the I future. Mean, I mean, right now, right now, the last one on auction sold two sixty one on eBay for twenty twenty one for twenty twenty two. Sorry, twenty twenty two. I meant for the stuff. Yeah, that so. So even at the point of release, it's way more, you know, than 2019 and a worse rookie class and more printed. Well, rookie class is nice, but yeah, way more it, printed. It, Maybe not yeah. a worse rookie class, not anymore after what has happened to Tatis and and way harder to way harder to pull the autos of the good players. I mean, that's probably a fact. Playing yeah. Julio is like nearly impossible. I feel like. Yep. Adam, will the market floor be clearly evident and provide more buying opportunities? I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. Um, not that this is an valuable question. It is. I mean, the next few slides, because I have some slides kind of to show to, to, to maybe th- make us think more about this question. It's a good question from Adam, for sure. So speaking about like a floor, it's like, well, how long does it have to take for a floor to be established for a card? How many sales have to happen? I was like, let me look at like a Julio Rodriguez PSA 10 refractor auto off 499. So there's been, you know, somewhere around like 15 sales of this card in the last six months. And it's dropped 20% in the last six months. Obviously, it's pretty hot during the baseball season. Baseball season's done. Dropping 20% is not really unrealistic for this card. It's not like dropping 75% for some of these other guys. Um, this, to me, seems like a normal trend with baseball season ending. Giannis, you know, Prism Silver rookie, BGS 9.5. There's not many that's been printed um, compared to today. Not many at all. Uh, it's dropped 2% in the last three months. That seems like a floor as well. But guess what? All of it's super card dependent, player dependent it's so hard to say where is the floor. Like it's nearly impossible to say that and to say like the floor is heroes go buy stuff. Um, It's always about buying what you like, buying what you believe in and and buying players you really want to watch on TV is what it comes down to attracting their stats. Like this Luca 2018 select blue of 299 PSA 10 dropped 61% in the last three months. And clearly every single sale since then has sold for lower. Um, Anthony Edwards, I talked about earlier, but his PSA 10 purple of 99 dropped 75% in the last three months. Um, T-Wolf season has not went great. And the incredible, high, incredibly high preseason prices have have dropped a lot on him. Uh, even Justin Herbert, well, he did just make the playoffs for the first time in his career, clinched it, which is good news. Bad news is that the guy's thrown two touchdowns in four games. Um, his stats are not that great right now, and I think that uh, 
there's some cause for concern for that team definitely this season. Like I, I'd be hard pressed to believe they do a lot. Uh, of new head coach, all that, yada yada yada. Is it new head coach this year? Wasn't it? Or was that two years ago? I think it was two years ago. Last year was, was his first year. I think. Yeah, he used to coach oh. at St. Thomas. He coached at St. Thomas for a year, I think. This year went too quick. I know. But either way, like, you know, Nate, last year, Herbert's stats, super big, like throwing tons of touchdowns, tons of yards. They missed the playoffs by that last game. This year, clinch it with two games left. He had a huge drop because his stats aren't there. Um, mm-hmm. And the floor really has a lot to depend, like I said, on each player. And this also comes up um, in another question from P. William about the Luka Doncic Prism Silver PSA 10. Has it found its bottom? Um, you look at this graph here, and this is over the last year, and there's a lot of movement in it. Not necessarily like one direction, kind of down, kind of up, kind of down, kind of up again. But I kind of broke it down into some different timelines. In the last year, this card's dropped 44%. This Luka Doncic Prism Silver PSA 10. That shows, you know, floor, not really. But in the last six months, it is down less than a percent. You know, it's pretty static over the last six months. But over the last three years, um, three and a half years, I believe that is uh, just over three years. It's grown 20 or 200 percent since the start of the 2019 season. So after his rookie year, it's grown 200 percent, it's grown even more all time. And the thing for me with this card is that it's, there's over 2000 PSA 10s. It's very hard for me to believe that the floor has been met on a Luca card, even though that in the last six months, yes, it's only dropped less than a percent. So like you can kind of say, hey, it's at a floor right now because it hasn't moved a whole lot. True. I just do find it hard to believe with the more that people are moving towards spending $2,000 on something that's rare, something that's autographed, something that's from a really premium set. It's hard for me to believe that this card would stop at $2,000 when it used to be worth a lot less than that. Um, seven, six, six, seven hundred dollars was the PSA 10 values, you know, before the populations exploded. So we'll have to see. I do see kind of, dra- uh, not drastic, I'd say gradual declines for this card over the next six months to a year. I think everyone can probably make their own opinion on that. But as of right now, yeah, in the last six months, it's only dropped 0.62%, which is seemingly a floor, but I don't think that, I think it could easily pick up and start dropping more from here. Even with Lucas' fantastic play, as we can see with this select blue PSA 10 in the last three months, it's very possible. Anything to add on that, Nate, or no? Uh, not really. I was actually looking at Justin Herbert and Aaron Rodgers' stats real quick. Yep. Herbert, 21 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Rodgers, 24 touchdowns 11 interceptions like i'm sitting here thinking rogers is atrocious this year which he has mostly been pretty bad this year and broken thumb and broken thumb yada 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 but it is it is one of those things where it's like you know yards are nice but a lot of guys get yards so you know herbert has almost a thousand more yards than rogers but at the end of the day you want to be throwing touchdowns you want to be limiting interceptions and people will pay attention to your cards definitely Hector says, are silvers still key rookies to invest in or just color or number now? Um, it all depends on the year of the silver production. I'd say like buying a silver to necessarily invest in is not a winning proposition in many occasions, especially with the recent print runs. Um, so I definitely stick to autos and color to number and relevance. That's relevant players. Um, are players you think they're undervalued right now that could have a good career or next year or two, whatever it might be. And uh, that's what Robbie just said too. It's all about demand and population. There are more silvers than numbered usually. Other than Giannis, that 2013 Prism Silver is a very, very low number or low print run card, just like 2012 Silvers. All right, before moving on to the rest of the questions, I want to point out tomorrow, tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time, uh, I am selling and breaking. 
This is eight boxes of, in my opinion, the product of the year. No, that's just an opinion. Obviously, everyone has their own opinion on that. But my opinion, the product of the year, uh, 2021-22 Merlin Chrome Hobby. We are selling these packs at 50% off. There's 144 packs. It's going to be just $6 per pack via the Buy It Now section on our WhatNot channel. You can hit the link in the bio or in the description of this video right now and get onto our channel to save the stream so you don't miss it. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. 144 packs. The new Renaissance inserts are some of my favorite that Tops has ever made, honestly. Uh, while Ronaldo's second stint at Manchester United was not great, that card looks insane. The red number out of 10 with the menu kit and everything like that. Um, and I'm super excited. We're doing a bunch of different singles giveaways as well uh, for soccer cards. So please join 4 p.m. Eastern time on our WhatNot channel if you do want to uh, participate in that. It will be limited to one pack per person um, to start. However, you know, if there's not enough demand to have 144 unique buyers. There might be multiple packs. You'll definitely have to hang on and see plenty of giveaways. Go ahead, Nate. Um, if there's only one person that shows up, can he buy all 144? I mean, if there's only one person that shows up and that's it, then sure. But I don't, that, that's not going to be the case. Nobody else show up. I'm showing up. <laughs> uh, yep. No, everyone show up. Please, everyone show up and make sure you are <laughs> ready to grab a $6 pack. That's going to be an absolute blast. I cannot wait to see what we pull. Hopefully, a match ball auto. I've not pulled and one you, of them. You, you got the match ball auto opportunities. You also have generally two to three color per box, um, plus some pretty nice inserts so yeah that's very excited nate's ripped more 2021 merlin than i have but i'm excited to dive into it uh robbie says soccer huh great to see that you like soccer in the u.s robbie you must be new to the channel however i please uh ask you to subscribe so you can make sure to see all of our soccer card content comes out with all the rest of our market content uh andrew st Crane cards is our soccer podcast host he just did like 20 some episodes or something like that in the last few months uh with the world cup and he'll be picking back up here in 2023 to do uh uh, different domestic league coverage and Champions League coverage. I'm super excited. So uh, Sports Cards 309 says, what's going to happen to the card market? Uh, very general question. Nate, you threw a couple things on here. Explain to me what yeah. you did. Yeah, I did. So, you know, there's a lot of fear, obviously, in people for, for card market purposes. But I'd like to direct your attention to the three cards on the right side. Uh, the first card is 1887, Allen and Ginter, like accredited for one of the first cards in the world, right? One of the first baseball cards. The next card is the first 1952 or the first top set ever with the mantle. And then the last card is the 2012 Prism um, first card with the Kawhi Gold. And the reason I bring these up is because people have a lot of fear of the unknown, but the card market has been around since 1887 and it's had uh, innovations along the way with tops coming out in 1952, has been around forever with Prism coming out. Um, or Panini Prism, yada yada yada, coming out in 2012, and it will continue. It will continue to be here. If it's been here since 1887, it's not just going to uh, go away in 2023. It will continue to be here, and it will continue to evolve, especially with fanatics. So I understand the fear of the unknown, especially when it comes to economics and where's the money going and stuff. But you're not going to wake up, and there's not going to be a card market. There will always be a card market. So if you just stick with it, you'll be just fine. Yeah, I mean, I've lived through this for, uh, you know, 15 of the 24 years of my life, which is more than half. And it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot in 15 years. But like Nate said, it's always been here. There's always been new innovations. There's always been new releases. There's always been people collecting cards. I've went to many nationals throughout those 15 years. And there's always been people showing up to those nationals, no matter if the market's in a lull, if it's super hot. There's always people going. 
Um, there's a lot of people going to card shows and it's just, you just got to adjust with the times and everyone's going to deal with it. No one's going to get around what this year brought or what next year brings. And I hope that everyone's excited for what Fanatics does. Cause I think it's gonna be extremely exciting. Um, seeing the marketing opportunities that they're going to provide to the, to the, to the car market and stuff. Um, and the new product opportunities too. I think that could be really cool as mentioned before at the game one stuff. Uh, Hector said, I just need to understand complicated soccer leagues and tournaments to get more into it. Hector. I have to say, make sure you go on our YouTube channel or our podcast. If you're more of a podcast guy and uh, listen and watch uh, Andrew slab Sox FC videos he's been doing for us. It's pretty easy to see the thumbnails. And it's also all on a playlist. Uh, you'll, you'll learn a lot very fast. Um, quiet must be the wild card. Never know with this funny guy. And it says Robbie. And then sky dip says very familiar with that 1887. Jimmy shoestring Phelps is my favorite of that set. Sky Div, I know nothing about 1887 Alan Ginter. I know a lot about some modern stuff, obviously, but that just goes to show you can't know everything. Hey, uh, real quick side note. I just got an email from a guy I know whose uncle um, is a card collector. Are we and... buying 1887 A&G? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but he, he, he shared along my information with him because he wanted to get in contact with me. And uh, he collects top sets from 1952 – all the way up to 2022. I like, love I feel it. like most guys are like, I'm just, I'm vintage, man. I don't care about this new crap. And then you got people that are like, I'm just modern. I, I don't know anything about vintage. And then this guy's just like, 1952. Yeah, I'd like those cards. 2022. Yeah, give me that set too. It's awesome. I love that. That's awesome. And That's Tops really Heritage awesome. from 2000 to 2022 or there's whatever. some really cool old tops heritage cards uh jason says soccer is awesome love watching ripping up my son i hope ex soccer explodes in the u.s is definitely increased a lot um in viewership and excitement here no doubt about it. in the last three years i'm sure in the next five years it's gonna be even more um and nate once again just to that point like it does really go to show that everyone collects different right like you think that people collect one way but no there's definitely someone out there that collects a different way yeah uh, you never know what you're gonna run into who would who would have thought i mean i saw his list it was 50s, 60s, 70s, and all of a sudden I'm going to the end, and it's 2022 tops. I'm like, who would have known? Hey, Nate, you got that Jeremy Pena rookie? <laughs> right? Isn't that crazy? I know, right? Dude collects Mickey Mantle and – or collects Carly Ostromsky and Mikey Ostromsky. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild to put it in that perspective. Um, Q and not Matt – asked what are the positives and negatives of selling bulk if i can't afford high dollar cards now this is very open-ended questions like what's high dollars what's bulk is it like 10 cent tops cards is it like five to twenty dollar cards there's a million different ways you can slice this up but very easily a few of the positives is this one your risk is way lower if you're dealing with like five to twenty dollar cards obviously it's all relative to what your budget is but your risk is still lower um little times if you buy a card for five dollars or ten dollars you're gonna be like oh my gosh you know gosh scramble figure something off it goes down to six dollars versus like six thousand down to like two thousand or something like that um now the ne negatives is it takes a lot of time and there's a little payoff to start um it's very hard to like to, to start if you're starting like twenty dollars and say okay i want to go from twenty dollars to, to a hundred dollars it takes time but guess what everyone's kind of been there i've been there nate's been there probably 90 percent of the people watching have been there where you do start with $10 or $20 and try to find a way to build that up to a hundred to build your PC to the next and the next and the next thing. Um, and I think there's a million different ways you can uh, slice it up and do it. Now I just want to share really quickly one of my experiences recently. Now this isn't going to work for everyone. If you can't travel to shows. First of all, that's a way you can spend, you know, small amounts of money and find what you want pretty easily and maybe get some good deals along the way. 
when I was in Toronto, I bought a ton of different um, uh, raw soccer cards and some hockey cards. And maybe I didn't buy any baseball and things. But either way, I bought some raw cards in a, in a nice deal from a few different vendors, uh, dealers. And I dropped them off at the PWCC booth for a new raw card marketplace. And uh, some of them ended up doing super well. Uh, it was good timing on this Vardial rookie here from Finance.250. So for $22 on Sunday night, um, I bought it for like a couple dollars in a big lot. But that's not to say every card will do that. You know, some cards are going to always sell under. Some cards are going to sell over. It's just a, a bigger sample size at that point. So I'd say start small, you know, $25, $50. Maybe if you can go up to 100 buy some cards of players you like that you think can, uh, you know, progress. And especially for Nate, like Nate's done this a million times with baseball players that are back-end top 100 guys out of the top 100, buy some mojos or megas of them. Boom, they're top 50. And then, Nate, it was like $3 to $10. You know, sometimes like Comsey, I think yep. you did that a couple times. Yeah, I mean, I made I made a lot of money on guys that didn't even make top 100 lists. Everson <laughs> Pereira just got hot, Yeah, right? Sometimes it just takes a little bit of research on Twitter and you can find the right guys and buy them cheap. And just works out. Grow. <laughs> exactly. So like that, you know, just similar here, you know, Vardy had a great tournament for Croatia. Um, defender, not many people think much of it beforehand. Buy for a couple dollars, play as well. People notice, sells for a lot. Uh, but this is also the same Bobby from earlier that brought up uh, the lack of rookies. And then Nate threw in a slide here that I think is just showing that there's many other uh, sports than just NBA and NFL. Yep, basically, with the lack <laughs> of big name rookies coming out of NFL, what keeps the hobby going? I mean, there's money to be spent elsewhere and people that like the nfl might also like hockey or tennis or formula one you know and they might not spend their money on football this year but they might spend their money on baseball and uh vice versa definitely um knowledge power as a question are investment groups still buying up rare cards that's a pretty general question one of which i'm not sure the answer to i mean there's always people out there trying to acquire rare cards obviously uh, people combine together to buy bigger cards than if they could just buy them by themselves. Back, you know, two years ago, fractional platforms were all racing to get the rare big cards to try to put on their apps to sell fractional shares of. I, I just am not in that world at all, so I couldn't really answer that question with uh, any any real knowledge. But um, count same as knowledge power. But I just want to bring it up and not not ignore a question. Um, Global says, "Smash that like." I appreciate that a lot, Global. And uh, I am right there with you, Hector. Want to attend a few games next World Cup? Have to start saving now. I am very excited about that. And also, I've heard that I think Copa America is going to be hosted here, which really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But in 2024 in the U.S., if that's true, I'm going to try to find a way to go watch Messi play for Argentina. That would be insane. Would uh, be most amazing. likely his last tournament. That'd be crazy. Stan, what – and also, it actually does make a little bit more sense because I heard USA is joining that tournament, which is going to be awesome. So I'm very excited about that. Stan asked, what is your top undervalued MLB rookies for 2023? Nate's got some stats up here. Um, I do, and I need to pull up my calculator quick. Okay, it's still there. Good. Um, so here you go. 2022, this player was worth 2.4 wins above replacement by baseball reference in 213 at-bats. In those same 213 at-bats, he was worth 2.6 wins above replacement by fan graphs. That's the white bar above. His projections for next year is 3.3 wins above replacement. So keep that in mind. Um, and you can see his stats uh, – Average 254, on base 325, slugging 535. He had a great year. Go to the next slide. If you extrapolate out to 600 at-bats, his statistics, um, or played 
wait, go back. Was it at bats? Yeah. Okay. So 600 at bats. If you extrapolate that out, his wins above replacement on fan graphs, 2.6 times um, by the 600 at bats comes out to 7.3. That's big. You notice that that is a top 10 list where I've cut off the number one. And number two is 7.4, number three is 7.3, number four is 7.1. And the names are Manny Machado, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman. If you round out the top 10, there's Francisco Lindor, Jordan Alvarez, Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve, and JT Real Muto. That's quite the list of names here. Do you know is who... number one is number one Otani? Um it was or or Judge? It was probably Judge. Uh Fangraphs has it split up where Otani's Offensive number, offensive war would have been in here, but it's not his pitching war. When you yeah. add it together, I mean, for sure, Judge would be the top because Judge wouldn't be outside the top ten. So, yeah, correct. Um, go to the next slide if you haven't taken your guess yet, and it is Jazz Chisholm. His top's Chrome Auto, thirty bucks. Jordan Alvarez, who obviously had a great year, one of the best hitters in the league. I get that, one hundred and five dollars. Now, you can't exactly extrapolate it out and be like, oh, he's going to continue on that trend the entire way. But it is just a way to show you that Jazz Chisholm was on a really good pace. If he had kept on that really good pace, he would have been one of the best players in the league. Not saying that he would have kept that pace, but he could have. And yet his auto is um, less than a third of the price of Jordan. And he plays shortstop in Jordan. Yeah. But Jordan's on a better team, won the World Series. Correct, correct, correct. And Jordan had huge moments. Um, it's just it's just one of those things where, like, from a talent perspective, Jazz has been really good. He hasn't been overly healthy. He wasn't healthy last year. But if he stays healthy and puts up the numbers he did last year, we're talking about one of the better shortstops in the league, and yet 30 bucks a base on him. I wonder how Ben's doing. Pretty exciting for him. I don't know how much he's still holding, but uh, never forget that guy and uh, yeah. and Mikey Slaps. And and Hector's not wrong. Stats matter, but you have to consider team and hype. There's also part of me that watches what the Marlins do with the Yelichs of the world and the Stantons of the world and the JT Real Mudos and Pablo Lopez in a little bit, and it's like, does anybody actually think Jazz Chisholm is going to finish his six years of um, team control with the Marlins because I sure don't I don't at all and so I think he's going to end up on a much bigger team um, by the time year five year six roll around imagine that personality on a bigger team that gets more media coverage because he already gets yeah. decent media coverage for being on the Marlins yeah so you buy in cheap at 30 bucks and even if it doesn't do much for the next couple of years if he puts up good stats he will get traded and then I expect it to pop Crollo was hoping you were going to say Jose Ramirez, I think. Oh, he's wildly undervalued as well. But <laughs> we get we get that that is the time period that, you know, those 2014, yeah. 2015, 2016, 2017 cards just. People just not, don't well, have not the, 2017 with Aaron Judge, but. Yeah, 2016, though. Pretty much the cutoff, you know, Corey Seager and stuff. Um, Global Sports Car Investor, Aaron, what's your thoughts on the issues at Red Bull with Perez and Max? I don't know if there's been more that's came out since the end of the season. Sounds like everything's kind of chill with them now. They got Ricardo in there as a reserve driver. Um, honestly, Sergio Perez is pretty disappointing the second half of the season. I don't wouldn't be surprised if they go for another option, not next year, obviously, um, but sometime the year after that. And uh, we'll see what happens there. But maybe Max, it really is he is very good, obviously. But like Perez was pretty pretty far off the pace, even with some of the you know like Mercedes and uh, Ferrari drivers towards the end of the year. 
Dave, this is the last question. When will season four Stranger Things set released from Zero Cool? So these were the promo cards that released at the Nationals. Our first look at the new Stranger Things set. There used to be Stranger Things sets released in 2018 for season one, 2019 for season two. They had like an autograph collection released in 2020 along with the Upside Down set, although that was not a season three. That was an S1 and S2 combined. Um, no season three set ever released, which is kind of sad to me because I really like season three. But uh, season four, you see the promos there. That's an 8.5 at max from the National. I was actually mine, which I ended up selling because I have multiple of these. I got 9.5 as well right now. Um, but I think it's probably going to release end of quarter one, 2023. If I'm, I guess that's what I'm hopeful for. I don't know for sure. I'm hopeful for end of quarter one, 2023. I know that we we're all kind of hoping for uh, 2022. Uh, but we still are waiting for obviously the butcher Billy boxes to release the art boxes that they list on this uh, Netflix shop. Either way, the hobby or the, the real set I'm hopeful for Q1. Uh, this set's going to be big for anyone that doesn't know. Uh, these were the redemption cards that were pulled out of the national, uh, promo packs. There was only like a handful of redemption boxes made. I wonder if this is even going to be what the boxes actually are. Uh, and I bought one of these redemptions for the sole purpose of I feel like these are not going to be with the releases on Zero Cool. I feel like this is going to be like a promo, like way better type of box. My ideal is, Nate, I hope that they release that they give a box to the redemptions. That's an autograph of every character, kind of like what they did with the PSG box set, where it's like an autograph of every player. Autograph of every character would be insane. Now, it would be way more than a thousand dollar box at that price. If it happened to be that, if it's the exact same thing, if it's the exact same thing, the releases on Zero Cool cards um in 2023 then it'll be less than a thousand dollars i'm sure but either way they the redemp the redemptions were selling big they expired 12-6 so i did email in my code for the redemption i thought of that in 12-4 can you imagine 12-7 comes and my email is not marked 12-6 or before man i'd be really bummed about that um but i'm very excited <laughs> for this set yeah no I, i'd be i'd be devastating I, mean, I got it for less than a thousand but uh it was still expensive <laughs> Uh, and the the 2019 uh, season two Max Auto recently sold for 416 Orange Job 99. Now I do have a few of these. Just want everyone to know. Um, probably not selling them at this moment. Going to wait for more so closer to the release of season four boxes in quarter one 2023, or for like season five TV to come out. Haven't really decided that yet. Either way, cards are still selling pretty decently well. And I hope to see the set release soon. Um, Hector says, "What do you think of zero cool Dutch auction method? Good for the hobby going forward with Finax." I think so. I think it gives the power to the buyers. You know, obviously, like, you know, a lot of people who are really, really, I guess, rich could go in and bid really high amounts on things like they did with the V Friends and they released the Jackass for the second releases. But now the third release will most likely be the Stranger Things set. Uh, we'll see what it does. I mean, I don't know how many boxes they're making for uh, Jackass. They made 10,000. For V Friends, they made 1,000. So it's going to be very different to see what happens. And uh, at least what we know is that the, the pricing comes down to what people are willing to pay. You know, that's a big difference than just a distributor putting out a price on their website and then marking it sold out, but then putting it really expensive again. And, and that's, I don't like that. I don't dig that at all. So at least this is a different way to do it. I think it's good for the hobby and high end releases. I don't think it might, I don't know how it'll work for like really general releases. If they'll do that. Um, Really quick. Last thing uh, to point out here for this week. So we have the, Merlin Chrome 50% off packs coming up tomorrow, Wednesday, 4 p.m. Eastern time, but Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to do a fun little build your collection, Pixar single sale. A lot of people have been interested in our Pixar breaks, have a sealed case left, kind of want to hold the sealed case for a little bit still, but have some fun singles that uh, we'll be offering and some free cards as well, some giveaways. Uh, I love these Pixar cards. Uh, my family loves them. A lot of people love them. A lot of people are talking to me about them and messages and stuff. So here it's a fun way to kind of connect over some things we all love and maybe do some uh, 
some single sales. So if you all want to join that, feel free. Whatnot Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Join me there. Jason says, great content, guys. Love the hobby insight. We appreciate you a lot. Uh, Nate, anything to end off 2023 here? Um, 2022. End off 2023 going into 2023. Sorry. Uh, personally, had a great year talking cards with all you guys and Aaron on here. And uh, I'm and just, girls. And girls. Sorry. <laughs> and I am very excited to uh, just continue on in that uh, in that path uh, 2023. Oh, yeah. I'm freaking psyched. Uh, we'll have our Sunday uh, PWCC live coming back. The the, the PWCC uh, weekly auction show number 49 is this upcoming Sunday or 50. And uh, we'll be back live again. Apologies for anyone that was hoping to join us on Christmas Day for that live. Uh, Nate and I both took that day as a one day of the 365 days in the year to say that's the one day we, we won't go live. But um, we're looking forward to coming back for sure on Sunday, New Year's Day and uh, celebrating the return of PWCC lives in 2023 uh, with you all. Just want to say thanks again for an excellent year. Without all of you, we definitely want to be here and uh, just absolutely love doing this. And I hope you all find value in the content. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us. If you want more content, obviously come back to our YouTube shows, Nate's Daily Slabs in the morning, every morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time or follow us on Instagram at Slabstocks. Lots of content every day. We appreciate you all and we will see you all next in 2023 here on the Slabstocks YouTube channel. See you guys.